0: Good evening. good evening. Well, that was a rousing reply there. Obviously, videos put you guys to sleep. Let's try again. Good evening. Good evening. It is good to be here, is it not? Yes, it is. I am pleased to hear that because I, I noticed you were singing well. And so I'm going to be really quick tonight and I want you to listen well because I think there's something uh, here in the Scripture for you to grab a hold of. And that will make tomorrow and the rest of the week a better week for you. We're talking, as you could tell by the video, about connectivity. A new series entitled, I Am Jesus. And this series is based on some statements where Jesus said in the book of John to his disciples and to the others who were gathered, I am. And he said several words. And the first one tonight is he said, I am divine. And I want to read this passage of scripture and you'll see that word connectivity uh, kind of hinted at all throughout this passage. If you have your Bibles, it's in 1 John 15. If not, it'll be on the screen, which is better and easier for everybody probably. I am the true vine. I want to stop right there and just talk about a very, very important word that you see here. And, and it's, it's, it's critical that before we understand anything at all about connectivity, that we understand that Jesus, when he says, I am the vine doesn't just stop there he says I am the true vine Uh, that when you are connected to me you are absolutely literally connected to truth now I don't know about you but I am involved in relationships with all sorts of people Uh, I know some people who are wonderful marvelous great role models I, I'm connected to them, and, and when I'm around them, I feel better about myself. I feel like they're feeding truth into my life. I feel like that being in their presence makes me a better person. And then I'm involved with some of you guys. <laughs> Talk about dragging you down, right? Actually,. I am in some relationships where I'm completely different and, and I act differently and respond differently and say things I shouldn't say and do things I shouldn't do. And it's really, really easy in relationship to who you're connected to, whether it be truth or some level of falsehood, it's really, really easy to see your life go in the wrong direction. And so Jesus begins by saying, and he's going to ask us, as you'll see in this passage, to be connected to him as a, a, a branch is to a vine. And he says, before you know anything else, know that if you're connected to me, it's going to be true. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to fill your spirit. I'm going to fill your life with good things, with positive things, with truthful things. So while connectivity is vital to everything we're going to talk about tonight. Connectivity to the right person, to the truth, to wholesome, good, edifying things is really foundational. I am the true vine and my father's the vine dresser. Every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. You know, God will remove blessings from you. He will absolutely remove remove blessings from you if you don't use what he gives you. Did you enjoy hearing Channa sing tonight? If she doesn't continue to use that voice, you know what's going to happen to her? She's going to go hoarse. She'll start to sound like Bodie. And I think that's true in all of our lives, isn't it? If, if you don't use the talents, the gifts, uh, the things that God blesses you with, eventually they'll go away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, or we might say he refines or makes better. If you're using your talents for God, you'll get better and better and better and better and better. You'll bear more fruit, it says. Verse 3. You are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you, the truth that we we talked about in the first verse. Abide in me or hang out with me. Hang out with me and I'll hang out with you. That's cool when God says that, isn't it? If you'll just stay close to me, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm going to be there with you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it hangs out in the vine or is connected to the vine, neither can you unless you are there with me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you're with me and I'm with you, everything's going to go great in your life. You're going to be the person you should be if you're connected to me. You're going to bear fruit, is how the Bible says it here. But without me, listen to this warning, you can't do anything can't do anything if you don't hang out with me or abide in me you'll be cast out as a branch and is withered and you'll gather them and you'll be thrown into the fire where they're burned if you hang out with me it's all right grab that we'll all talk no problem I like that ringtone, don't you? There's no doubt you're getting a call when that happens. Where was I? Verse seven. If you hang out with me and my words hang out, then you ask, you'll get what you ask. Whatever you desire, it'll be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. That good things are happening in your life. That you're going to be my disciples, as my Father or as the Father loved me, I've also loved you. Abide in my love. Now. These verses are, are part of it. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments, and you'll continue or abide in my love. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I loved you. So we're going to answer a couple of really quick questions. We're all going to say amen, we're going to sing some more, and we're going to go home. And we're going to go home with new truth in our lives. The first is this. Why is being connected so important? And and there really are a couple of answers. We've already kind of hit upon one, that being connected to the truth is the foundational thing. But if you are connected to God, the Bible says, and we just read it there, if you're connected to Him, then your lives are going to be fruitful. They're going to be productive. Do you ever feel like you've just wasted a day? You ever feel like you've wasted a week? I wasted a decade once. I turned gray and, and, and suddenly time was gone. Wasted a decade. And and, and what happens is, is wherever we are in life, how many of you guys are still going to school? Every once in a while when you're in school, do you feel like you're not really doing the things you should? You're not studying. You're not doing your homework. You're not connected to... Uh, anyone there you almost maybe feel alone sometimes you don't have as many friends as you would like everyone else seems like they've got good things going on but you just kind of feel lonely disconnected maybe even empty ever get feeling that way the rest of us who didn't raise our hand when we uh, uh, when I ask about school well we have to work and the same thing happens, you know, at work. Sometimes we're productive, sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're, we're toeing the line, other times we're goofing off. Sometimes we feel like we're in touch uh, uh, with who we should be in relationship to fellow employees and to our bosses or folks we work with. And other times we're literally disconnected. Things going on in our lives that shouldn't. Bible says if we... In that same fashion, build these relationships and and and, and work hard on being connected to meet to people that we're going to be happier and that good things are going to happen in their lives and in our lives. But it takes it a step further and says, if we are connected to the true vine, and the true vine, guess who the true vine is? Anybody know? Jesus. If we're connected to him, then the things that He desires most in our lives, we've got a list of them. The fruit of the Spirit. Do you have those ready for me, Pete? Love. Joy. Or joy peace. Patience. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Kindness. Goodness. Where do the butterflies come in, by the way? I didn't get that, did <laughs> I got it now. Thank you. You can squeeze a butterfly and it won't bleed out in your hand if you're gentle, right? Got it. Here's our least favorite, though, isn't it? Self control. Good things, aren't they? Anybody see anything on there negative? No, because God wants to produce positive things in your life. And he says if you're connected to the vine, if you're in touch with him, if you're praying and you're talking to him and you're sharing your heart with him and you're listening for the truth and living by the truth, then all of these things are just going to flow from you. You're going to be happier. You're going to be at peace. Your relationships are going to be better. You're not going to be as tempted by Satan. Staying connected to the true vine produces fruit. And then he says in verses five and six, he goes just the opposite way. He says, if you are not connected, then you're absolutely going to produce nothing. All of us have seen a tree where some of the branches have broken off and they're laying there on the ground and, and, and there's no life source, there's, there, there's no life flowing into them anymore. And so they're laying there dead and they become basically firewood. It's all they're good for anymore. And the Bible says that's how it looks in our life. If we're not connected to God, then we're not fulfilling the purpose that he created us for. We're not living in the joy and the peace and the love that He created us for. And absolutely nothing good will flow from us because everything good in this world comes from who? God. Right? This side's really with it, guys. Everything good in this world comes from who? They're finally in. And when you're connected to God... Good things are going to happen. You're going to be a much better person. So, we all agree that it's important to be connected. But here's what happens in my life I'm kind of like most of you here. Some days I'm really connected well, some days I'm plugged in, some days the the power of God is coursing through my vein. I'm happy, I'm joyful, I'm at peace, I'm holding butterflies in my hands and I'm not crushing them. I mean, some days I am, well, I'm good. I'm the man. And then there are other days where you don't want to be in my satellite. You want to be in my orbit. You don't want to be anywhere near me. There are some days where I am... Just the opposite of all of those things the Bible says that being connected to God will produce. There are some days when I want things to be my way. There are some days when I want to embrace sin rather than God. There are some days when I want to be hateful rather than kind. There are some days when I want to smash the butterflies. Right? Are you living with that guy or that lady who's there tonight? Amen? Amen? Three of you were brave enough to hold your hands up, even though it's really dark in here and you could have gotten by with it. So, how do we stay where we ought to be? How do we stay connected? How do we stay purposeful and happy? Verse 10 If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. What's that mean? It means if you're connected to God and you realize how important He is in your life, and if you love Jesus, then you're going to want to be obedient to Him. There's a great big connection between love and obedience. No matter how old you are, no matter who the authority figure is in your life, there's a great big connection between love and and obedience. Love can motivate you to do things that nothing else can motivate you to do. Let me give you a good example. Tyler, my son's back here, he's now 17, and he's one of the cleanest humans I know. I want to say that right now. He bathes three, four, five times a day. Our water bill has escalated since he fell in love. Okay? But when he was about 11 or 12 years old anybody here 11 or 12 how about you you 12 how old are you 12 when was your last bath (laughs) oh yesterday yeah well it was friday it's bath day you know when you're about a 12 year old boy you're just like a little bit above plant life aren't you you know, you ask them a question and, and, and they say, you know, whatever you say, they, they grunt back at you. You can say, come to dinner, you know, whatever, you know, that's just the way they communicate. And, and you don't really care about what your breath smells like, how well your antiperspirant works, how well the old spice is flowing, any of that. You don't care about taking a bath. Because you don't care. The other guys don't care what you smell like on the basketball court, right? And so I would say to Tyler, you got to take a bath, man. You're 12 years old. You're hitting puberty. You stink. you got to take a bath. And he might or he might not. And so it was a constant battle and a constant fight. And then one day, I woke up and magically, I could hear the water flowing in the shower. It's like a big day in our house. I, I went running in there and he's in the shower. He's, 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 he's got the, that little thing, I don't know what you call them, but they're kind of fuzzy and you wash with them. You know what had happened? He'd fallen in love. He had somebody to smell better for. Puppy love, he got over it. But what Nothing else can motivate you to do love can. And sometimes when we consider the Scripture and everything that God commands us to do and wants us to do, we sort of start to get grumpy about it because we don't want to live like God says we should live. We want to disobey some of the commandments. And, and we just kind of want to be independent and kind of do it our way. And then when we start to remember what God's done for us and how much Jesus loves us. We sort of want to start to clean up, don't we? We want to get in the shower. We want to look better and be better because He loves us. He died for us. And we want to obey Him. Second thing the Bible tells us to do is simply love like Jesus loves. Do what he says. And in verse 12, he says, this is my commandment, that you love one another. And I didn't write this verse down for you, but in the very next verse, verse 13, he says this, greater love has no man than he lays down his life for his friends. You see, there is nothing that Jesus hasn't done for you or wouldn't do for you. Everyone else in your life might let you down. Every relationship in your life might be severed. Every promise spoken might be broken. But Jesus, his love never fails it never fails he loves you so much that he did exactly what he proclaimed ultimate love will do he died for you we should stop and think about that for a minute he died for you died for you it's a big deal matters because you matter to him matter to him. I don't know about you tonight. I'm tired of going back and forth and being good one day and bad the next, being filled with power one day and useless the next. Tired of that. I want to be connected to to the true vine. I want to be connected to ultimate love. I want to do the things and love the way that will keep me and Jesus like this. Like this. And I want to encourage you that all you have to do to have that kind of relationship with Him is simply trust Him. Follow Him. Fall in love with Him. And everything in your life, listen to me, everything in your life will be different. You can't be near Jesus and not want to change. Everything in your life will be different. Would you pray with me? Father, it's extremely easy to get off track. It's extremely easy to produce nothing but negativity and miserable things in our lives. To become disconnected, to lose power, to lose hope, to lose our happiness. It's extremely easy to lose our way. And I know in my heart right now, Father, because I can see it on their faces, there's some people in this room who've lost their way tonight. Some people in this room who are, oh, they're just so, so tired of things being like they are. So many disappointments, so many hurts. Father, would you bring them into relationship? Would you allow them to connect, to just trust you tonight? Father, would you shower your hope and your love and your salvation on them right now? Father, there are some others of us as we sit here tonight who realize that we could be a whole lot more consistent. We could look a whole lot more like you. There ought not be so many bad days, so many sinful, disobedient days in our lives. So right now, Father, we also offer you our repentance. We acknowledge, we we come before you and just admit, God, we're not who we should be all the time. Would you restore us, Father? Forgive us. Give us a new start tonight. Whatever it is, we're going to be obedient to you. We're going to do what you say, God. We're going to love like Jesus loves. In his name, amen. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. This altar is a place of life change. And if God's spoken to your heart tonight and you know there's something that's not right there and you just want to get rid of that or you, you just want to come and pray for someone you love, want to pray for more good days than bad, I encourage you to just kneel at this altar. It's a courageous thing to do, but it's the most amazing thing that can happen. Maybe you just need to come take communion, share that with your family or friend, or if you're here by yourself, share it with me. And just thank God for what he did through his son Jesus as you share that holy moment. Time of prayer, time of rededication. But whatever it is that God asks you to do, you come do it while we sing this next song. Offering buckets are right here. We really, really like it when folks are obedient to God and give the gifts that he asks them to give. Keeps our doors open. Be obedient. You come as we sing.